Hello and welcome to episode 19 of the Coaches and Leaders Assemble podcast with your host me, Laura Royal from DNA Coach and today I'll be sharing with you some of my top tips, some of which have been recently learned and still in progress, all about how to schedule for success. So if you're in the habit of procrastinating or feeling overwhelmed, having too much on your to-do list, today's episode is for you. So hang on to your hats get ready and let's dive straight in. So last week I found myself having to get out of my own way and this all came about because I had a few days working from home free of any workshop so had with Easter holidays had more coaching sessions booked in and some informal meetings but nothing too time consuming and I'm certainly a person who often complains that I don't have enough time to get all of the things done that I'd like to accomplish, whether that be tasks, uh, ambitions, goals, anything at all, admin, life stuff, all of the above. I am definitely that person who says, oh, I don't have enough time for that. And things will become, I suppose, not completed on my to-do list. Now, I don't know if you feel the same, but certainly last week I found myself having more time available However, I found myself spiralling into a sense of procrastination and feeling a little bit discombobulated, a bit disconnected from myself and found that in my home office, which is predominantly where I work from, I was becoming a little bit zoned out. Do you ever get like that? So for me, I was sitting at my desk, massive to-do list and just found myself getting overwhelmed, getting to the point where I was becoming frustrated, overwhelmed and then procrastinating, going and finding other, you know, meaningless things to do that weren't helping me become organised, disciplined, managing my time effectively or getting those things crossed off my to-do list. So I found myself in a space where I needed to get out of my own way and to do that I joined a co-working group in Glasgow which is the main city near to where I live, and uh, with a bunch of other um, independent business owners uh, in a hotel in Glasgow ran by the very lovely Heather Offord of One for Growth. And the day was set up where you arrived for 9.30, had a little bit of a chat, got yourself a cup of tea, committed to what your actions would be for that day. And then we spent two hours from 10 until 12, co-working together but in silence, no mobile phone interruptions. If you had a Zoom call or anything to take, you had to leave the room. No talking, no chit-chatting, just getting things done. We then had a break for lunch for one hour and then back to it for another two hours. In that period of four hours, I managed to get a lot of things complete. I managed to get myself organised. I managed to set myself up with a pathway toward success. And that's when I realised, actually we can schedule for success. And there's many things that I have in my toolkit, mindful toolkit and practical toolkit that I can apply each and every day in order to help me be more organised and less time poor and be able to effectively work through my to-do list, inverted commas, if you have something along those lines, in a really helpfully moving forward way is the best way I can describe it. And Some of the practices that I know that work well, I've fallen out of the habit of. And I thought to myself, okay, well, over the last few days, what have some of those habits been in the past and how have they served me best? And how can I become more organised, manage my time more effectively in order to get more things done, 
but not at the expense of feeling overwhelmed or frustrated or being that person who, you know, feels good because I'm constantly busy. I'd like to have more available time to do the things that I enjoy, going to the gym, going out walks, uh, spending time with friends, you know, anything, anything at all. Think about the things for yourself. So what you might want to achieve and where you find that almost out of reach sometimes in our mindset, work-life balance. So with that in mind, I thought I would share some helpful strategies for you to consider on how you might schedule for success. Some of these have been tried and tested. Some of these are going to be a work in progress. Some of these you might already do. Some things you might have forgotten about. But the reason for today's episode is with the bank holiday weekend, I found myself again this coming week in a space where I have more available time in my diary and I want to be more productive with that whilst maintaining a schedule that gets things done and is able to fulfil things like a fitness routine, taking the dog for a walk, spending time with family and friends and being able to be super productive. So a few of the things I'll share with you today, I'd like you to consider how you might try this on for yourself. Now, for me, I have also been coaching someone recently where one of the key things for them was how to become more organized because the lack of organization in their um, home life and also in their uh, work life was causing an element of frustration. And I was able to um, work with that person on helping them define what a strategy might look like for success to schedule that into their day. And again, some of those elements that we discussed in that coaching session I'll be able to share with you in today's episode. So grab a pen and paper and maybe start to consider all of the things that you have at the forefront of your mind right now. So ask yourself an opening question, what's on your mind? And maybe be a little bit more specific on that question, what's on your mind right now in a to-do list format? So what are the key things that you have coming up that need to be achieved? And let's talk about what these things might be. You might have an abundance. You might only have a few short things, but let's talk about them together. Okay, here we go. Okay, let's start nice and small, ease ourselves into this gently. Now, you might not be a person who has to-do lists. Let me give you an example I have a lot of things to do and I find that for me, I can become quite haphazard with what are the things on my to-do list because they're all ruminating around my mind and I don't have them in any one central location, mainly because previously writing down to-do lists would be so overwhelming for me that I would then ignore the to-do list and think it's just too many things on there. So now if I am writing down or however you want to practice the art of of noting those, whether that is mindfully, noting them down physically, popping them into a note section on your phone, into the tasks on your Outlook calendar, whatever that might be, let's start small. You might have an abundance of things, but right now, think of one to three things that you have on your to-do list, your task list, however you want to describe that. Now, you might start to note a lot of things down on your notepad right now, and there might be more than three things, okay? You might even do a little bit of a download of of all of the things, you know, even set a timer, set a timer for three minutes and note down as many things as you can that you would like to complete, start, finish, however you want to describe that, okay, if that helps, So a couple of ways you can do it. So it might just be that the the most important things are the first three things that you think of. And if that is it and that's the ones you want to work with, then let's do that. 
or set your timer for three minutes and note down on a blank piece of A4, for example, all of the things that you have on your to-do list. Okay, do that for me now, whichever way that you find most easy. And the reason I'm asking you to do this in up to three minutes or up to three tasks is to keep this nice and simple and straightforward for our brains to be able to manage that without getting into that space or that state of overwhelm, frustration, which could then lead to procrastination or perhaps even sometimes us forgetting to do things. So between one and three things, I'd like you to note down. Okay, now that you have the between one and three things on your notepad or in your mind that you have to complete or to do, I'd like you to note down or think of how long are these tasks going to take? Just take a note of how long you think you would need in order to do that. It might be a short amount of time. It might be something that takes a little bit longer. Okay, write down how long that is going to take. Now, you might start with the things that are shorter tasks to do on your to-do list to get them complete and more things ticked off. Sometimes there can be a real rhythmic anchor point of ticking things off as you go along in quick succession. So it might be for you that you're between one and three things are small achievable activities that might not be massively important, but it's something that is quick and easy to do. So quick and easy to get off of your to-do list if you think of it that way. Or you might have some things that are noted as being a little bit more chunky in terms of the time that that might take. But note down, okay, what they are between the one and three things that you have and how long you think that that will take. Then what I'd like you to do is to reflect, okay, I'd like you to think about these three tasks and understand, okay, how time consuming are these tasks going to be? And I'd like you to separate them. Now you can do this in a list, you can just write this as a paragraph, or you can do it in a quadrant, whichever works for you best. And we're doing just between one and three. You might do this with, with a larger list following this episode of this podcast. But write down, okay, what are the things here that I've noted down that might be, you know, little effort? So they're fairly easy tasks, but they might be quite high impact, okay? So these are your quick wins. So these might be the things that don't take a long time to do. They're short and sweet. They're relatively easy. You're not going to have to put in a huge amount of effort, but they have real high impact. So there's a real productivity payoff on there, okay? And it might be the things that can be completed quickly, and it might even be a task that you've been avoiding because it might not float your boat. It might not be a sexy, fun thing to be involved in, but there might be something in there that just needs to be done, okay, whatever that is. You might then have something noted down, either on your list of one to three or perhaps on some of the other tasks that you might be thinking of, of perhaps some of the larger projects that you have on the go that might feel a little bit harder, okay? So there's a lot of effort required or more time consuming. So it's going to take maybe longer than half an hour, for example. Let's use that as a time frame. But these, again, might be something that might be high effort, so this might be where the bulk of our work is included, okay? This might be where actually these are the things that I'm putting off because it's a lot of energy and a lot of effort. But actually when you get it done, the reward or the impact or the payoff on that's going to be huge, okay? Note those down. 
Now, you might have some other things that you've got down on your list of one to three things or or in the wider list that you've noted down or mindfully thought of that are low impact and low effort as well, okay? So if you're thinking about this on a quadrant, this would be like the bottom left quadrant, for example. So this might be things that are sort of filler tasks. It might be perhaps some of the repetitive things that you need to do. So some filler tasks as they're, they're referred to. So low impact, low effort, so easy to do, but won't have a huge impact to maybe your working week, but might be things that are just useful to do, just to give yourself perhaps maybe even a little bit of a break, something that you could go and do quickly for five minutes, but it will help you feel that sense of accomplishment by having that ticked off, okay? But it might not be game changing or setting your world on fire, but still something that you might want to consider. And then you might have things on your to-do list that are uh, really a lot of effort, okay? So that high level or hard level of effort, but low impact, okay? Those are the ones that might feel, actually, I'm going to have to put a lot into this, but the payoff is minimal or the impact on doing this is neither here nor there, okay? There might not be a big payoff. So there might be a consideration for you here of, well, actually, do I need to do this task? Could I perhaps engage someone else to do that? Is there someone else who can support me in that? Is there an opportunity for you to delegate? Perhaps even there's an opportunity here for the things that are real high effort, but you know not particularly rewarding or have a big impact, so low, low impact. Is there an opportunity here to break that down into smaller chunks, okay? So maybe do a session of hyper-focus, so maybe spend 25 minutes working on, on part of that activity, so at least you're making progress, okay? So this is known as um, an action or priority matrix and tool. And I'll be creating a toolkit on this for you a little bit later this week with the holidays. I've not had the chance to do this. And this is why I am stressing the importance of today's podcast episode. It's how we schedule in time for success. So I'd like you to consider what your diary looks like. For you, your diary might seem overwhelming in itself. Your uh, online calendar might be filled with back-to-back -back meetings. And then you think to yourself, well, where do I have the time and the space to think, let alone do the actions to which I'm committed to or complete these tasks that I have on my to-do list, which is why I'm suggesting pick between one and three. Now, between one and three, it might be that you do up to three of these tasks in one day. Great. Wonderful. It might be actually there's one to three tasks that you want to complete in this working week, whichever suits you best. But working on that principle of just between one and three can really help our mindset shift into being less overwhelmed and actually feeling more organised, more disciplined and more focused on the effort that brings about those high rewards and those high payoffs. Okay, now we're not completely leaving that activity, but I'd like you just to pause on that for a moment. Even the things that might feel low effort, so it's easy to do, but has a high impact, or even the things that are, you know, easy in terms of effort with low impact, things that are maybe a quick turnaround, can sometimes be zapped by getting distracted by other, maybe more meaningless things that you have on your to-do list. So what I'd like you to do now is take an opportunity to consider, okay, out of all of these things that I have to do and how long these things might take, where can I schedule that into my day? Where can I schedule that into my plan? Where can I build that into my working week? 
But what I'd also like you to consider is where can we uncover or identify some of the time wasters that we might have? And some of these might be hidden time wasters. Let me give you an example. I find myself sometimes going down a rabbit hole if a friend might send me a message with a funny TikTok, for example. Or I might go on to Facebook or Instagram and go down a rabbit hole of watching reels or videos or getting involved in people's stories. I might go down a rabbit hole of reading the news app. And before we know it, X amount of time has been used up because I don't always want to say wasted because sometimes some of these activities might be good just to give us a little bit of uh, recharge, reset. But sometimes they can be a time waster. And that's what we want to identify. Is there any hidden time wasters? So do you get bogged down or go down into those rabbit holes of mindless scrolling, for example? Or maybe you might get caught up doing something um, in the house, for example. I often will put the kettle on. Uh, the kettle in my house takes about four minutes to boil. And sometimes I'll go and sit on the couch and wait for that kettle to boil. But before I know it, 10 minutes have passed and I've thought, oh goodness, I've made a cup of tea, but I haven't even poured from the, the kettle the hot water. And 10 minutes has passed, so actually the water isn't at the right temperature again. So I then start the process again. And before we know it, I've wasted 20 minutes. What else could I have achieved in those 20 minutes? Could I have done one of those tasks on my list of one to three for the day that might have been low effort? and a high payoff that might not take a huge amount of time? Could I have done that in that time? Is there something that is the uh, low impact tasks, but again, little effort that I could have achieved? So for example, folding up the washing that's just been dried and putting that away. Anything at all. What I'm wanting you to identify is where are there time zappers? Where are there things that are happening that you can purposefully recognise and then counteract that. You want to interrupt that pattern and think, okay, I'm not going to then sit on the couch whilst the kettle's boiling. In that time, I'm just going to clear away the countertop from the breakfast dishes that were left that morning. Or I'm going to, um, whilst that kettle's boiling, I'm going to come along to my desk and send that email that I didn't get the chance to respond to earlier today. I'm going to go through my email inbox and delete some of the spam um, uh, filter emails that I receive and put them to unsubscribe. It can be absolutely anything, but just identifying where some of your time zappers and your time wasters are can be hugely productive. So what are they for you? Notice where you are perhaps wasting some key time that could be better used elsewhere. Now, there's a caveat here. Sometimes we do need five minutes away from devices and technology. So that's when it might be the case that whilst the weather's getting better and the five minutes whilst your kettle is boiling, just using that as an example, go and stand outside and absorb some fresh air. Look at the sky, you know, do something in the garden for a couple of minutes, then go back and pour out that cup of tea. It can be absolutely anything what I want to get out the habit of or encourage you to get out of the habit of is utilising that time to do activities which aren't going to be helpful for our mindset or our productivity. So think about what some of those time wasters or time zappers are for you and let's start to counteract them by replacing them with something a little bit more productive. You might even spend that five minutes meditating. 
you might spend that five minutes writing a short journal excerpt, um, excerpt. You might then take that five minutes to rest. Just, you know, take that five minutes to sit on the couch and notice the time that you have. Anything at all. Think about where you can best utilise those moments where we're not getting engaged in some of the more mindless activities that we might then uh, cause us to, to lose some time in the day. Where can we be a little bit more helpfully productive, perhaps? Now, let me take you back to why in the last week I had to get out of my own way, as I mentioned earlier on in the episode. Well, I have, since November last year, embarked on a new fitness regime and I have been going to boot camp classes at least three times a week. However, two weeks ago, I was a little bit poorly and then um, had recovered from that and then went to an event for a few days. And then the last week has been first week of Easter holiday. The boot camp class that I go to has been off as the person who hosts that has been on holiday. So we've had a free week. In those two weeks, I have done zero exercise and it's made me massively realise the power of a better mindset when I am more active rather than being quite sedentary and not moving much. So there might be things like that for you. Why am I highlighting this? It helps you get into rhythms and routines. And this is where we can start really scheduling for success. So over the last few days, over the bank holiday weekend, I've been considering what can I do in this next week um, from Tuesday through to Friday because I have more free time in my diary. I'm not running workshops this week because it is the second week of Easter holidays and many organisations that I support, don't we don't run workshops during this time frame. So I have more availability in my diary and I've got a unique opportunity now to carve out the best use of my time over the next few days and that's exactly what I'm going to do. So I have in this week scheduled to get out of bed earlier and get up in, in the mornings and do either one of the bootcamp classes online at either 6am or 6.30 just for 30 minutes to really set me up for the day allowing me then to go and walk the dog and then get back ready and ready for the working day. But at the start of each day, what I'm going to do is note down my intentions for the day. What is it that I intend to complete just in the same way that I did when I joined the co-working session last week? And all we did was write them on a post-it note. What am I going to do or commit to in the next passage of time? And that might be in the day or I might use um, the opportunity to carve out some chunking, some time um, elements. So it could be using a Pomodoro technique, for example, of 25 minute sprints with a five minute break to go and get that cup of tea. And then another 25 minutes repeating that exercise four times, 25 minutes of working, five minute break, and then a bit of a longer break in between that. Or thinking about, okay, what are the one to three tasks that I can complete in the next passage of time? So chunking that down. So I might have two hours and I want to spend half an hour in, uh, in that first two hours responding to emails. I might then want to spend 30 minutes after that, then planning for the um, activity that I'm doing with a, a, a client in uh, May. What might that look like? Anything at all. So just being having that opportunity to be better planned and a bit more intentional with what I'm doing with my day. So spending that time at the start of each day so that I can make the best use of my time without becoming overwhelmed, frustrated, then perhaps getting to that point of overwhelm and frustration that I then procrastinate because that is typically my pattern. 
And I'm going to see what I can get achieved this week. So what might that look like for you? There's huge power in getting more organized. And this is what I'd like to share with you. Just a couple of tips and things for you to consider because I'm sure perhaps maybe as a working parent um, for many of you who will be uh, the case who are listening, some of you might be um, independent business owners. Some of you might have a very important and busy jobs. You might have an abundance of things that you need to achieve. You might be that person that feels like me. You're always multitasking. You're juggling multiple tasks, perhaps even multiple deadlines, competing agendas, priorities, and multitude of things to do on your to-do uh, to list. So being organized and managing your time more effectively can be crucial here. So that first opportunity, prioritise what those tasks are and focus on what's the important elements, utilising that um, action priority matrix that I mentioned earlier on. This can make you feel even at that moment more efficient, more productive. And then being organised can help reduce that stress, overwhelm, frustration and anxiety. You might have recalled me mentioning to you in previous episodes that in uh, late November, early December, I uh, enlisted the help of um, people to come and help me be more decluttered in my business and in my home. And that's massively helped me become more organised, which in turn has saved me time that I've been able to better use and utilise elsewhere. Still always a work in progress, but this gives me a little bit more clarity, less overwhelm. This allows me to be a little bit more confident and a little bit more calm and in turn give me the opportunity to make better decisions and therefore stay on top of what my workload is. And thirdly, if we think about being more time savvy, perhaps, and having better time management principles and being able to schedule for success, this will allow you to balance your work and your personal and your professional lives better. We might even get to finish on time, have that lunch break, take the opportunity to go that walk, spend that time with um, family and friends, have that opportunity to go and take the dog out, go to the gym, whatever that might be for you. So some questions I'd like you to ask to help you assess your own levels of organisation and how you ultimately manage your time, your productivity, your efficiency. So how often are you creating to-do lists and prioritising your tasks? It might be something that you do on a weekly basis. It might be something that you do, just those one to three tasks, setting those intentions daily. When you are in that space, what kind of tools or apps or anything can you use that will help you stay more organised and manage your time? So it might be setting timers, it might be setting time blocks, popping into your diary and your calendar, the times that you're going to do certain activities. You might even do things like batching. Batching is a whole other rabbit hole to go down, which is a fantastic utilisation of, of time and resource. Think about you might do this at the weekends in your home. You might batch cook. You spend that extra time in advance batch cooking, separating meals into smaller chunks so that you have meals planned out for the week. You can do that same principle by batching your workload. So you might batch your social media posts, for example. You might batch record your podcasts, anything like that that will allow you to be best in terms of scheduling for success. You might utilise uh, apps, you might use um, productivity tools, so things like Trello or things like uh, Monday or Asana, something that would help you schedule and plan what your to-do list looks like. So calendars, task managers, even in your everyday 
email accounts, you'll probably have a task manager or some form of calendar and organization tool that you can use. So it's really about thinking, how do we break down those big tasks into those smaller, more manageable tasks and focus on them one at a time? And not forgetting to take regular breaks. Take that opportunity to spend time doing something away from your desk. Take that opportunity to have lunch. Set blocked out time periods in your calendar that can't be hijacked so that you have time to complete the actions that you agree to in various team meetings. Again, whatever that might look like for you, these things will make all the difference, I guarantee. And it's just trying on for size what works best for you. It's not a one size fits all. There might be some things that I've described today that won't work for you. You might not be the person that writes a to-do list. You might be the person that writes a to-don't list, if you've heard of that before a list of what not to do. So, you know, think about the things that you have as your everyday distractions. So today I'm not going to mindlessly scroll on Facebook, taking a note of what the impact is when you do that and how you can counter that. So you might write that not to don't list I, I often refer to it as. So think about some of the things that you can do that will help you be best placed to be more organised, recognise what some of those hidden time wasters are, think about between one and three things that you can set as daily intentions, maybe setting around some time chunks in order for you to be your most successful self. Taking that time to schedule for success is hugely beneficial. So before I leave you today, I'm going to give you some coaching questions to consider for yourselves or that you can ask your clients if they come to you with that and I, I guarantee I speak to people about this on a weekly basis, that opening statement of I'm feeling overwhelmed, I've too much on my to-do list. Some questions that you can ask of them and for yourself from a self-coaching perspective in order to separate the noise from the genuine tasks that need to be completed and help you or others ultimately form a plan of how to get that done. There is a great article from Forbes magazine back in 2020 and it was written by contributor Kevin Cruz and it is 10 questions that lead to better time management. Kevin Cruz is a productivity expert and the author of the book Great Leaders Have No Rules and I want to share these questions with you and then some ad additional questions after that because these can be really useful in order to guide you to identify your priorities every single morning. And these are the intention questions that I was alluding to earlier just to get some ideas flowing and start to think about, okay, how can I be more productive and less overwhelmed around my time? How can I schedule for success? So question number one, if I could only achieve one thing today, what would it be? Question number two, what's the second most important thing that I need to accomplish? Question number three, what's the third most important one? And then question number four, what else needs to be done? Question five, what could I complete today that would make me happy when reflecting on my day? Number six, what can I do that will move me closer to achieving my goals? Number seven, are there projects or tasks that others own? but I should follow up on. Question number eight, what key relationships in my life need my energy today? Question nine, what can I do today that would remove stress from my life? And question number 10, what tasks can I delegate to someone else today? These questions help provide us uh, an opportunity for clarity about what our priorities might be and ultimately spend more of our time doing the things that are more meaningful 
Now, in addition to that, I've noted down some questions, which I think will be really useful for you as well. Some of them might sound similar to what I've mentioned before, with some additional ones into the mix. So what are, if you're asking of yourself, what are my most important tasks or goals for the day or even the week or the month? And how can I prioritise them? How can I eliminate distractions and stay focused on my work? So what will you do? What are some of the tools or techniques that help me stay organised and manage my time more effectively? How can I delegate those tasks or responsibilities to others to help me free up more time for myself? What are the most time-consuming activities or habits? Uh, And think about the helpful and unhelpful ones here. And how can I minimise or eliminate the unhelpful ones and maximise the ones that are habits which are helpful? How can I schedule my working day or my week to make the most of my time and my energy as well as my mindset? What are some of the ways that I can perhaps streamline the work that I do, perhaps automate some repetitive tasks? How can I balance my work and personal life to avoid that burnout and maintain that healthy lifestyle? What are some of the strategies that you have or that you've demonstrated before, because I guarantee there's many, to avoid that procrastination and stay motivated? How can you track your progress and make adjustments to your time management strategy as needed? So it might even be things like the time blocks that we mentioned earlier on. How much time are you currently spending on activities that don't add value to the work that you do or the general to-do list that you have, those tasks, and how can you reduce that, that time? How could you break down some of the larger tasks into more smaller, meaningful, manageable chunks to make them easier to to complete or to tackle or to overcome? What are some of the techniques for managing any distractions or interruptions or any unexpected tasks that might just land on your desk throughout the day? How can you effectively use that technology to help you manage your time? What are some of the strategies for setting and achieving more realistic goals within a given time frame? Which is why it's so important to note down how long things will take or the time at least you're going to commit to it on a regular basis. How are you going to schedule that time to have breaks? What are some of the ways that you can communicate how you would like to manage your time and those needs that you have around that and your boundaries with your family, your friends, your work colleagues? How can you use your most productive hours of the day to work on the most important tasks? So for many of us, we have different periods of the day where we might be in flow. That might be in the evening, that might be first thing in the morning, it might be middle of the afternoon. Everyone's productive time is different. So for me, I'm very productive first thing in the morning and uh, just uh, before I go to bed, actually, if I'm being honest. What are some of the habits or routines that you can develop that would make more better use of your time management and make it more of a consistent practice or habit? And ultimately, how will you reflect on your time management successes and the failures to continually work on them and review and reflect and perhaps redirect your approach. So I hope you found the time today to enjoy the episode, of course, and 
have some reflections on what you can do to be better placed in terms of scheduling for success. Again, it's not a one size fits all and there might be some nuggets that we've shared today that you might be able to implement into your daily or your weekly schedule, whatever works best for you. You might fine tune and tweak or enhance as you go along and that's absolutely fine. It's been a pleasure to share this episode with you. Um, I've even reflected on some of my practices while sharing my uh, information with you on how I might do things differently a little bit later this week. So please watch out for our uh, announcements for our Coaches and Leaders Assemble conferences in Glasgow, Newcastle and Manchester. We are in the process just now of finalising final speakers, so I can't wait to share all of them with you and invite some of them onto the podcast coming up for some guest interviews. So please enjoy the rest of your week, your Easter break if you're still on holiday, and I look forward to spending some time with you next week for episode 20 of the Coaches and Leaders Assemble podcast. Take care, everyone. Thank you for listening and bye-bye for now.